All right, and we're back. GM Thomas here, ready to host episode two of the Chicago Fantasy Football League podcast. How I want to go about it today, we got some news and notes around the league, how it's going to affect the GMs ahead of week one, and some some rumblings around the league, some, some matchup discussions, and hopefully we get a, a special guest speaker here and really just dive into the league and what's going on. So here goes nothing. News and notes. Pretty significant news out the gate. It's going to affect a couple teams across the league, and it's definitely the Chiefs running backs. Without a doubt, this definitely affects two teams. I would say probably the person that affects most, our GM, our GM Andy here, who's who's been known to, obviously not a whole lot of first-hand experience out of my, my realm, but has possibly had a lot of choking teams, teams that just don't live up to their potential. And he takes a huge hit early to his roster, but before the season really even begins, Damian Williams... Going to take a bid, a, a pretty decent hit, I think, with this whole LaShawn McCoy news because, you you, like I said last week, he got his feature back out of the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and it turns around and disappears pretty quick on him. He loses he loses that, that lion's share, all that potential. Kind of shifts over to somebody else. GM Sammy, a sneaky draft pick, all of a sudden possibly turns into something worthwhile with LaShawn McCoy. Takes him pretty late. Looks about like the eighth round. Could be getting a potential steal here, getting his share into the into the Chiefs offense. So I think that's gonna be that's gonna be something worth watching because I wanna talk about a late round steal, just a complete one one eighty reverse out of LaShawn McCoy's getting out of the Bills system, going into the Chiefs to his old coach Andy Reid. That's a that's a good situation to back yourself into. So arrow pointing down for Andy, pointing up for Sammy with that situation. So that's a definitely a situation worth monitoring. Speaking of running backs, a couple high profile holdouts still leaking into the season. One potentially ending a lot quicker than the other as I'm recording this as it seems that Zeke could potentially be signing, which is that's I mean that's pretty important because even that that's going to affect two teams. So I mean if you look at it Mr. Pinal has Pollard that's that's a high it's a high upside player because right now that's a that's almost a sneaky RB1 that's I mean could potentially not be off the board. Tony Pollard out of the picture, Zeke comes back, that brings GM Brandon right back into the mix and that that kind of tops his team off and gives him one less thing to worry about because if you don't have to worry about Zeke just being held out anymore, there's a pretty good chance he that this keeps his team pretty strong. It's one of the stronger teams in the league if I'm looking at this roster and Gives him a lot of confidence and some one less thing to worry about. So I don't blame him there. But on the flip side, counterpart per se. I wouldn't say counterpart, but similar similar stature, high end running back. Melvin Gordon is not in a good situation. I think GM Mike D here is in a, a pretty tough spot. Doesn't my personal opinion? I don't know if Melvin Gordon's going to play this year, and if he is, it's not going to be till later. Uh, he's Chargers have I guess flat out come out and said, you know what man, we don't want you yet. Really, we offered you a price ten million a year. You turned it down. You either come back and play at five million a year, or you don't come back and play at all. They really put the ball on his court. And best case for Melvin Gordon is I guess the Chargers start doing real bad, and he decides, you know what, I guess I just got to come back and try to. The the team needs me. The Chargers are gonna bend and offer him his money because if that's not the case and they 
or a playoff team, there's no reason for them to try to dump that money in. So that that's going to definitely affect the rosters. Again, two rosters. We got between Melvin Gordon and then Austin Eckler and possibly Justin Jackson. That's a lot of points swinging back and forth. And Sammy's the beneficiary. A roster update, we'll say. Because the longer Melvin Gordon holds out, the stronger that makes Sammy's team. So I want to talk about an arrow pointing up before the season even starts. Sammy's in a great spot, so I don't blame him for just holding on to all those running backs because he's got things going the right way. Like last week, there was a, a bit of commotion around the league. Is There was a, a uh, we'll call it a poll. Definitely was a poll, so we don't got to call it that. But a, a poll was put up about possible roster alignment changes, construction. And I, th- I believe it ended up being a push, it ended up being a tie which is pretty quite interesting considering it was, I guess the rule was changed this year going into last year. And I guess I'll put my two cents into it. The thing about the rosters and the construction and all that is, especially the deeper your bench, the, the, the better it allows skill to skill to play a part in what's going on and how the season unfolds. The shorter your bench is, I mean, I guess the less options you have, but if you're able to have a deeper bench, a lot of options, it takes away that, oh man, I hope I'm number one on the waiver wire or that type of stuff because it really allows you to show, yeah, you know what, I think this guy is going to be a, he's going to be a factor late in the season, and you don't end up having to rush to the waiver wire to pick him up. It almost like you get that, you know, everybody knows that sinking feeling when you're like, oh man, like that RB just went down, I'm about to go pick up his handcuff, and then somebody else has him on their roster. You're like, oh wow, that kind of kind of sucks, and that person then looks like a genius. Whether it's by luck or not, it takes away, it adds a new element and makes you really focus as to who you're picking up and why you're doing it and really makes you want to drop the dead weight players and the players that you actually truly won't use at all and add those, those high upside, high ceiling, high potential players to the end of your bench in hopes that they really do turn into something and you, have, and you end up having that waiver wire pickup of the week already on your team. I mean, it, just, it really does. It makes you look like a... It makes you look like the better player, and that's what I guess at least my idea on it was is add more skill into it and really show who's who's doing their homework and who really who's really the best because I mean in the end, the waiver wire and trades and drafting those are all those are the three parts of the be, having a good team and how you're doing it so I mean if you're able to if you're able to draft well and have those guys on your team. You're able to work the waiver wire, have those guys on your team. That's two-thirds of it right there. And, I mean, I guess if you really think about it, you can trade for those guys at the end of somebody else's bench if they have them. And you're able to do the same thing. You can knock all all three-thirds of it out just by having bigger benches have more flexibility. So at least that's my, that's my two cents on it. I guess one more thing before we get into our the, the matchups and then our, our special guest speaker will be uh, my, I guess we'll call it, outlook on the power rankings we know i know i had the the other ones put out last week but i guess we'll call it doing my mock-up of how things shaped out in a a different this is our just our i guess our post draft not week by week is i guess a different way to look at it using a we'll call it a reputable source and when i'm looking at it it almost works out perfectly where the teams are pretty much in three different tiers We'll call it four tiers, but it's pretty much three tiers of teams and how they're ranked as opposed to 
like the the quality of the teams and I mean the projected records are about the same, but overall scoring is how that works. There's about three different tiers. I'll just break it down into tiers, and I mean off basic roster construction. I mean you believe it. I mean I think the the top four teams, and even the top five teams, the fifth team is pretty close to that same tier. I mean you could probably throw them in here, but I'm just gonna dive into that a little bit and just the the thought process on those. All right, that bottom tier. It's really a, a one-person tier, and it's really no offense to this person because I kind of talked about him before. It's kind of had, had some tough luck fall on the team, but a risky draft pick. GM, GM Mike D, his team scored substantially lower than a lot of the other teams in the league, all of the other teams. If, if you're ranking it out of 100 out of, of a score, we'll call it about 20 points lower, so I think that's... Obviously not something to write home about, and I I do think his team still has some upside on it, but no Melvin Gordon, that just I, it, it's a hole that his team is gonna really have to try to dig out, and he's on his own island, we'll say at the at the bottom of my look at the power rankings, and that second tier, the second to bottom tier, uh, we have we have Zach Johnson, who our commissioner said it best when he put out his power rankings, he's gonna be living on a prayer here with depending on Le'Veon Bell here these that's it's a risky pick and the team his team might suffer because of it but I'm interested to see how that would go but his counterpart in this tier is somebody who's not used to to being at the bottom of these power rankings and that's that's the Chirac Beans and if I mean if I'm looking at the roster I do like the running backs but there's a lot of holes on this team that are going to be real tough to to make up, and he's he's already expressed his his need to be active in the trade market, and I understand why. I'm really interested to see what he's going to have to do with this team because it's going to probably have to be one of his better his better works to turn this team into a playoff team and a championship team that he's used to be he's used to being in, and I don't know how that's going to work because there are some holes in this team, and he's really going to have to try to. Really have to try to find something. After this, we have we have there's two tiers left, and this is where a lot of the teams, these are the the most likely all the playoff teams. This is where all they're going to be at. There's there's nine teams left. There's a four team tier and a five team tier. We got Peyton, Mister Pinal, CC, and Saul in this in this next tier. And I'll tell you what, this is this is where all the dangerous teams really begin because I think when you look at these rosters up and down, this is where the holes start to start to diminish. The, the I mean these scores are all we'll call them passing grades according to these uh these statistics these rankings and I mean you see why I mean these are teams that had a pretty solid draft and I think you these teams went home and they're happy with how things turned out and I mean I don't blame them I mean you got Peyton want to talk about wide receiver depth I don't blame them there James White that steal I mean that's that's a solid team you could easily throw him up higher in the rankings and I mean nobody's really gonna bat an eye about that. Mr. Pinal, I mean Mike Evans, Alan Kamara, AJ Green if he comes back healthy, dangerous. CZ, your defending champion. Probably the best running back one, running back two combo in the league. Dangerous team. Saul, the commissioner. When he took some he took some risks, we'll say, taking Todd Gurley. But I honestly I told him I don't know if I texted him during the draft. I told him that I I did like that pick because I do think that Todd Gurley is gonna the 
the injury stuff on him is a little overhyped. And, I mean, that puts Saul at the top of this tier as one of the the most dangerous team, I'd say, in this tier. And then this this top tier, teams I've, I've talked about, I want to talk about Arrow pointing up again. I think Sammy, that, that's a team that, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't really want to play anytime soon because I think the Arrow is pointing up, and I do think his upside throughout the rest of the season keeps getting higher and higher almost as the days go by. So, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty interested to see what's going to happen with his team for the rest of the year. But the initial power ranks say he's going to be a dangerous team for the year. I'm up next. I'll be honest. I will say that how my draft turned out, it probably almost went the exact way I wanted it to. I, I mean, I attacked the wide receivers early. Dalvin Cook kind of fell into my lap in the second round, so I had to take him. But, I mean... I mean, Stephon Diggs or Julian Edelman in, in my flex, depending on how you look at it. I mean, I I think it, that grades out to be the best flex in the league. The, my wide receivers are number one, flex two. So, I mean, I I think that's good. It's a strong way in a PPR league, obviously, you get points to catch the ball. So that's huge, especially since I was able to, I was able to miss out, I guess, on the, the top end running back. So after that, we have Brandon, who... Like I said, I think this is a good team, especially when Zeke comes back. That's dangerous. And this the upside that is on that team with – I mean, he's got potentially the, the best quarterback and the best running back in the league on the same team. So when that comes down to it, just getting the touches. Keenan Allen, good. Allen Robinson, breakout. O.J. Howard, breakout. Tevin Coleman, awesome flex. I do think that's a very good team. And then the two teams at the top of these ranks, even though one of them might be trending down – their their scores are tied, which is interesting to me. Stretch and Andy, both pretty strong teams. Stretch technically by default number one, but I think that's just probably because of the, the depth he's got on his team. He's got the best tight end, solid running backs. Receivers aren't that bad, but they're still pretty solid. And then Andy, who may be getting a hit when he's got the best running back in the league and his, his wide receivers are okay, but, I mean, they grayed out. I mean, drafted... Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, so it took a couple of quarterbacks early. But, the, I mean, the team, I think, grades out so well because of Saquon Barkley. I mean, you have the 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 consensus number one overall pick. That obviously is going to sway things to your favor. And, I mean, for all we know, the Damian Williams thing could be overblown. So I'm really interested to see how that's going to change how Andy's team plays and if that is going to affect his, his power ranking score later in the season. All right, next I'm going to dive into our matchups a little bit. And I'm just going to give my picks as to who I think is going to win here and maybe a little why as to what's, what they got going on and what they're go, what's going on with their team. So the first matchup I'm going to look at is we got Stretch and we got Zach Johnson. I'm picking Stretch here. And I think that's mainly because, to be honest, it looks like a lot of his players are going to be involved in some shootouts where, I mean, I think Baker Mayfield's going to light up Tennessee David Montgomery, I think he's going to put up some good numbers against the Packers. Rams, Panthers could just be an all-out shootout. Same thing with the with the 49ers and the Bucks. Jacksonville's going to be playing behind. So D Westbrook's going to be getting some getting some points against Kansas City who doesn't really play much defense anyway. I mean Kenny Galladay, he is going to benefit from not having to face Patrick Peterson, but Tyreek Hill against uh Jalen Ramsey is going to be a pretty tough matchup for for Zach Johnson's team, so I'm really interested to see what happens there. Drew Brees is, I mean, 
he's not really Drew Brees anymore. I mean, you looked at a lot of rankings. That team just wants to run the ball now. So in the grand scheme of things and overall a lot of rankings, people had him pretty low and the close to the bottom 12, not the bottom 12, but like the that fringe QB1 territory. And I mean, his price... His price was pretty high in the air, so he was somebody I wasn't really targeting. So I'm really interested to see what he's able to do. I, they're going to be playing at home, though, and that could be a possible shootout. But I do think the Saints want to run the ball a little more this year. So Stretch is going to be my pick there. Uh, my my second is going to be Mr. Pinal and Sammy. I'm going with Mr. Pinal here, and I, do th- I think that's just kind of the same reason I said uh, for Stretch winning is He's got some he's got some I think he's just got better matchups. They're both pretty good teams. Like I said, they're about in the same tier of of ranking, but like Calvin Ridley's gonna benefit from Julio Jones facing Xavier Rhodes, so that gives him a little bit of edge and I do think I just think Sammy's got a very good team, but he's just got some tough matchups this week. That's not saying I'm I change how I feel about his team for the whole year. But Denver, good run defense. Vic Fangio there now from the Bears. Deshaun or not Deshaun, geez. DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be going to New Orleans. Possible shootout, but Marshawn Lattimore is not too bad. T.Y. Hilton facing Casey Hayward now without Andrew Luck. I just think he's just going to take a hit from that. So I am I do think Mr. Pinal edges him out this week, and then the arrow is still pointing up for Sammy, but I do think he starts out 0-1 this year. My next pick, some, some trash was talked draft night in... I'm going against it. He's not going to like... I'm picking CZ over Jay here. And I just think it's a better team. Jay's, Jay's going to argue against it, but I think he knows his team's got weaknesses. And I, I do think CZ's team's pretty strong. I think he I think the projections are pretty right on this one. Handles him by 8 to 15 points here. Uh, CZ's my pick in this matchup. And this next matchup, we got Saul and Brandon and... The uh the the projections say it's not close. Obviously, the Zeke projection here would be a big sway, but I'm still picking Saul here, and I don't think this one's really all that close right now. Saul's Saul's got a very strong team. Might be uh asking a little lot out of a little lot. Might be asking some out of Tom Brady here, but I do think that game's got potential to be a shootout too. So especially New England at home, Tom Brady could just go go a little vintage here, throw 304 touchdowns, and you might not think twice about it. So I, Saul's my pick there. Next matchup, Andy's, I think Andy handles Mike D pretty, pretty easily. I just don't, I don't know, I don't really know what to think about Mike D's team. It, at first I thought it was a solid team, but I just, Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver too, could be tough. Manuel Sanders, I guess you don't really know how he's going to come back off that Achilles. No Melvin Gordon. He's got Matt Ryan, but this is one of his, like, three games he's playing outside of a dome. So, I mean, I guess Minnesota is a dome, but it's not a home dome. So, just not really how you want it to line up. I do think Andy handles Mike D pretty easily here. And then last but not least is, as far as projections go, this one is the closest. Me and Peyton, don't want to sound biased. I do pick myself here. I I have pretty good matchups. I do think my only really... Really bad matchup is going to be Sony Michelle against Pittsburgh. I think they were the number one run defense last year. So that one could really come back and bite me. But other than that, I mean, if I'm projecting that to be a close game, which I'm, I'm, I'm sure it will be, or the Patriots winning since they're going to be at home, they're going to be running the ball. And I think Sony Michelle is going to 
benefit from that, hopefully score a touchdown or two. So I think that's going to be real big for my team and hopefully get me going one and nothing, one to zero, one and zero on the year. All right, on my next section here, we're gonna do our special guest interview. So here it is. All right, we have uh, our special guest here, the uh, the LeBron of the Chicago Fantasy Football League, GM of the Chirac Beans, Jay. How you doing, buddy? How how how's your outlook on the season going? How do you how you feeling? Uh, you know what? Uh, after a tough loss last year, got to come in optimistic, obviously. But uh, I think the problem is uh, not going in drafting last year. Uh, it kind of hurt me this year. My my plan didn't go as you know as well as I thought it would. But definitely, you know, you just got to stay optimistic through it. Got to hope for a good year. I hear the haters are saying you might have lost your touch. You don't know how to draft anymore. Maybe even saying that losing on a fumble in the championship game might just be the end of your dynasty. What do you have to say about that? Uh, I've actually got those comments every year saying, you know, he's done. He's another loss. I'm out of it. But I think you know it that good GMs, they find a way to compete every year. You know, I might not have had a great draft. ESPN might have me down in the rankings, but I I believe in who I picked, and we're going to keep rolling. All right, all right. You know, I will say I, in my own personal power rankings I just released in this episode, I do have you in that you're in your own special tier down towards the bottom, but I'm really interested to see, like you said, good GMs. They, they're able to make things happen. You. You've been known. I'm really interested to see at what point in the year you're going to trade for Antonio Brown. Oh God! That, so that that's a, uh, a given at some point. As well as Michael Thomas, I expect them both to be on your team at some point. As well as Alvin Kamara. So I'm really interested to see how you're going to you're going to make that happen. But week one matchup of the week rematch of the championship game. Give me a little dive in. What are you thinking? I know you're talking some smack on draft day, but the projections aren't looking very good in your favor. It, that actually surprised me. Draft night, CZ, I was expecting just uh, part of my language, but a dog shit team. But I guess, you know, people are high on him. You know, he's a defending champ. But I don't I don't see I don't think, I'm telling you, I'm gonna surprise a lot of people. Uh they're they're not high on me, but I'm telling you, you don't you don't uh you can't look back on people who have uh, been in the championship for like five straight years. That's not I mean, me personally, I'm picking C Z. He's got a strong team. Maybe a little little premature in, in your end, just just throwing throwing my man under the bus here, but I'm really interested to see what you're gonna try to do with this team here, but um, I guess one more question here. So, are, when are you going to come back to Chicago? Do you are, are you just a Carolina guy now? Or... <laughs> uh, I heard, I heard, I heard that's that's your thing now. You uh, stay out there. You know, uh, it's my thing for now, but it's week one. Uh, I'm actually back in Chicago. Going to be out with CZ. Going to be out with the Commish. Uh, it's, I think it's going to make it a regular thing. Uh, but week one. Got to be back in the city. Uh, it's huge week one. It is a huge week one. Week one again, two days away. This is our special guest here, GMJ of the Chirac Beans. All right, brother. Good luck. All Good right. luck in the next two days. Yeah, thanks for having me out. Oh, yeah. All right, see you.
All right, that was Jay, GM of the Chirac Beans, and that's about all I have for today. Obviously, huge, huge, huge week. Week one coming up right around the corner. It's showtime, folks. GM Thomas here checking out.